Welcome to the local podcast. I'm your host, Clay Berkland. With me this morning is Will Meyer with Ranchers Risk Protection. I have to tell you to start with, uh, we, we've already recorded this podcast once and yours truly maybe hit a key on the keyboard you shouldn't have and erased it. Uh, Will, I've got to say it was maybe the 40 of the best minutes of my life nobody will ever know about because <laughs> it all got erased in one way. Yeah, this technology can be like that sometimes. Uh, thank you so much for being with us here this morning. Uh, will is going to discuss for us uh, the LRP program or Livestock Risk Protection Program, uh, something I think... Uh, I've looked at in the past and maybe not always found to be the time to strike, but this year it seems like the prices have lined up where it makes a lot of sense to me. So I'd, I want to be able to inform people about that as much as we can so they can make a good decision for themselves. But before we dive into that, I will, uh, maybe if you can give me a little background on yourself and how you got into the LRP or insurance, whatever you're up to there, uh, color in the corners for me, if you will. All right. Yeah. Thanks for having me this morning. Uh, I grew up farming ranching mostly in uh, western North Dakota and uh, uh, still do. My dad still lives up there and moved to Riva, South Dakota about five, six years ago. I got four kids and a wife that's a chiropractor. She practices in Buffalo there and keeps us busy. I started, uh, got involved in the crop insurance business about three, four years ago with a cousin of mine. And then I started uh, on my own last year with Ranchers Risk Protection as a way to just provide products for available just for ranchers since that's what I've been involved in my whole life and I figured there's uh, a need for that and uh, yeah today we'll be talking about the livestock risk protection which has uh, been a great product and it's been improved over the years and yeah it's a way to uh, ensure the price of feeder cattle from declining on on your calves or yearlings so you can kind of lock in a, a bottom price similar to a put option. So just in layman's terms uh, I, I call you up and I'm wanting to insure my calves or set a, a floor for my calves for this fall. Uh, walk me through the steps, if you will. Yeah, it's a fairly simple process. There's uh, one application that gets you approved. Um, I guess I should start out. Uh, it's a federally subsidized um, insurance product to uh, protect against the decline in feeder cattle is kind of the basic definition. So of they it. share some of the premium. Correct? Yep, yep. There's uh, about a on the there's different coverage levels available, and on the highest one, there's a third. 35% subsidy on the pre premium, which makes it uh, probably more competitive than a put option. So do you have to do anything with the FSA prior to? Um, to to receive that sub subsidy, there is a AD 1026 form. Um, most ranchers, if you've done anything at the FSA office, usually have that on file. Yeah, it... Uh, makes it so you can get that subsidy. Basically, there's a first application that you sign that just gets you approved and into the program. It's no obligation or anything. Just make sure you don't owe any money on crop insurance or anything and gets you ready to go. And then there's, there's another form when you find a contract that you like that's called a specific coverage endorsement. And you can do multiple ones of them up to 12,000 head. It's fairly simple, straightforward process. And uh, these prices come out every day. So right now they aren't a available. We'll, we can go off Friday's numbers. So we're sitting here Monday morning, July 12th. The prices you'll be looking at are from Friday afternoon. Yeah. Um, so basically when the Chicago Board of Trade is open, um, that's what these prices initially come out as. Um, they are released at about three o'clock mountain time um, after the Board of Trade closes. So today the board is open at... Uh, 
right now and so this product isn't available until three in the afternoon we can do that first application at any time and then basically get you ready for when you find a price that you like and then you can say yeah i like that price and we can get it locked in sometime after between three o'clock and eight the next morning and eight the next morning yep. okay um, you need signatures from folks to be able to take those steps. Is that? Yep. Yep. Okay. Just need a, a signature on on the, both applica- uh, the application and the specific coverage endorsement. And uh, so the way that works is, uh, so we'll go off uh, what the prices were last week. They'll be changing today after the board closes. So say uh, these contracts range from 13 weeks all the way out to a year. And typically you want to do it whenever you market your cattle. So if you had calves that typically in this country are marketed around uh, end of October, October to November, you know, which a lot of them move. And so for the price on 11-5-2021 is right at uh, uh, $179.89. So for a buck seventy nine, you can cover a 509, up to a 599 pound calf. So for $29.48 a head. Yeah, that'd be your premiums at $29.48 a head. Yep. Yep, okay. and so that's four dollars and ninety-two cents a hundred. So basically, you're looking at you know four dollars and ninety-two cents below that buck seventy-nine would be where you would get a check in the mail if cattle prices are bringing below that. So ownership can be retained with this product. So whether it's replacement heifers year to year, sometimes you don't know if you're keeping them or not, or sometimes maybe you don't know when you're going to market your cattle or typically will do it around that time. They don't have to be sold by then, and it's not going to be your cattle sales. They're going to take a average over the it's uh, the uh, feeder cattle index. So they'll take average what a five-weight calf is bringing over all these states and uh, come up with a number. So it's if it's less than that, 179, you're basically going to get a check in the mail for the, for that, minus that premium of so $4.00. So questions that uh, I think a lot of my customers would have from this, uh, the feeder cattle index is established by calf sales that day or calf sales that week? Or? Yeah, it'll be it'll be that week they'll establish a price. Um, all these sale barns report to uh, to the USDA and, and all these other sales, and they'll, they'll inc- we seem to have a positive basis around here. There's a lot of cattle that'll probably bring a little more than than a little more of a premium than what uh, southern cattle will bring and they see they seem to it seems to be a friendly price so it's not just local sale barns then it's barns yeah it's kind of barns from from all over you know north south dakota nebraska all the way down to oklahoma texas and you can do this with steers or heifers yep steers or heifers it's about 15 cents back on heifers so they're they're probably right at about that buck 61 and it's been uh, quite a few years since we sold heifers in the fall for Boy, that much it? money and also the steers one question a lot of folks are going to have this year is uh the drought conditions through most of our area you know what if i can't make it till the first of november and i end up going the you know this first week of october the second week of october instead is that going to change how we approach this product uh yeah that's that's fine the the rule is 60 days so basically if you pick this uh november 5th contract you can't sell them before uh september 5th um they have 
the RMA, which is the risk management agency above all the crop insurance companies, they have decided to waive that before. It used to be 30 days, um, and uh, they changed that to 60, so there is a little more leeway in there. Um, they have waived it in drought conditions. They, I haven't seen them done it. They haven't not done it this year yet, so it's kind of uh, their call, and and uh, we don't really sell it on that, but it's a possibility. That, that is a potential option. Yeah. Heifers, the same same way, you'd, you'd have a 60-day window. Yep. From- yeah, or yearlings. I mean, I have had some guys who got a September contract, and they plan on selling them in August, and, and that's perfectly fine. The, it's out, It's based on a per-head deal, so you, you know, whether if you have a put option, they use, you know, 50,000 pound loads, or if you're dealing in the, uh, in a, in the markets on the Chicago Board of Trade, um, yeah, the biggest difference is a per head and you have to own the cattle to, to be on this deal. And you can do multiple contracts. So say you wanted to do, you had 500 calves you wanted to market and maybe you wanted to start locking up some of them. You could do a hundred steers and a hundred heifers, or you can, and you could say that market kept going up. You could do more if you wanted to. I think conceptually it's hard for some of us to grasp because we're used to, you know, maybe just selling our calves at a sale barn, or uh, maybe we sell them through Superior on the country page or through a Superior video auction. And so we're we're used to setting a price beforehand, but this is really not setting a price so much as insuring a floor. Yep, it's just uh, insuring putting a bottom on them, which is good. I mean, you can participate in market runs if they if that uh, if that market continues to climb up into fall. The most you'd be on the hook for on a steer calf right now is twenty nine dollars a head. Premium that you yep, pay. and you would leave that top side open to to capture any mar- market that kept getting stronger, which is not very typical in the fall. The market seems to get flooded. You know, we're always open to a lot more uh, events such as the pack and plant fire there a couple years ago. You know, there was a lot of guys who had yearlings the end of August, and that was kind of a disaster for them. And in the cattle business, it seems like we we get a lot more disasters handed to us than we need, and it happens pretty fast. I've always been close friends with a lot of sale barn managers, and I know one of their worst fears is when you have your two or three biggest sale days of the year and we have a weather event that prevents trucks from getting in or out. Of course, the availability of trucks impacts the prices that day. So you could have that one day when you come to market, unfortunately, that the the blizzard rolls in or the the rain sets in and trucks can't either get out of the country or to the barn and it uh, unfortunately hits on your sale day. So your sale price, this doesn't care about the weather that day. (laughs) Insures and and provides a bottom for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of guys who, and, and you, I should also add, you, you could also um, put your calves on the video auction. This isn't saying you, you can't, you know, so say you you like the prices right now and you're worried that you, you maybe you have them on the video sale in August and you think, well, something could happen between now and then and, and knock these prices down. And so you can basically protect them still, you know, as long as you maintain possession of them cattle within 60 days of this contract ending, you know, there's lots of some flexibility with that. So you can sell them on a forward contract through the country page, for instance, but just not make physical delivery until your typical delivery yep. date. Yeah, they need to remain on your yep. on your ranch or on your grass another question I know I would would be asked I don't know what my steers are going to weigh does it really matter yeah it uh, you try to get it as close to to what you think they weigh you know sometimes year to year a rancher is going to be within 50 pounds just because of drought conditions or things of that nature and and uh, so there's no it's more of a coverage level basically so if you sold a 575 pound calf and and um, typically and all of a sudden they weighed five and a quarter 
quarter that week. There, you aren't penalized or anything like that. It's just uh, basically they don't. The when this final uh, price comes out, if it's less than that coverage level, that's what you'll get paid on, not your weight or not your sale. So yeah, it's going to take average sales. So say, uh, just for example, all of a sudden maybe you had a lot of feed on hand that year, which doesn't seem to be the case this year out yeah, there. Yeah, that's I mean, probably not going to be a concern in our area. This yeah, time. lucky no. we, we had some rain there last week. Hopefully that keeps coming. But uh, you could technically have a lot of feed on hand and then say, well, uh, I'm going to decide to background my calves a little bit this year, but I got this LRP contract. That doesn't mean you have to sell them. This contract would come into play just that same week. As long as you own them cattle still, you technically could still get paid if that market went down because you still own them cattle. My steers are going to weigh 575 pounds and we figure out we're going to use the 599 level to floor them. Uh, going to keep a handful of replacement heifers so my heifer calves are going to weigh 510 do i still insure to the 599 level or do i is there a lighter um you know that that price stays the same so on steers for example if you insured them at 599 they would be a buck 79 and if you did at 500 they'd be at a buck 79 still so it would be a little less premium for a lighter calf and you know a little more premium for a heavier calf but also kind of a little bit more coverage and typically you want to come close to to what you think they're going to weigh just to to make it work for your operation. What questions do you typically get from somebody that's doing this for the first time? I mean, it... um, you know, it, it's gotten more popular over the years. They they made some changes last year to it where um, there's no upfront cost. You sign up for it. Um, it used to be you'd have to have a check in hand. So say that market was taking a run and you might have to go to the bank and borrow money to try to protect your calves. And that was kind of unappealing. And now this plays out until the end. So if you had a November 5th contract and there was a, so say you had a premium due, which would be good because that means calves were bringing over a buck seventy nine that week. You wouldn't be billed until December first for that if it was a November contract, and then you'd have thirty days to pay that. Okay. Yeah, previously you had to have a check in hand, so that was one of the big changes that made this more appealing. And also, you can do unborn unborn calves now. It's just kind of a combination of steers and heifers since you won't know what they are until they're born. So say that market took a good run in February and you were March, April calving and you thought, geez, I really like that price of trying to lock in a thousand dollar calf. You can, uh, you can do that now also. So it's been uh, steadily improving with the, with the changes to this program. So if I'm trying to make a marketing decision today on some light calves that I may have this year, I could I could sell my feeder calves out a year from now. Yeah, if you uh, if you had some light ones or ones that you're planning on backgrounding, you can you can sure look at uh, look at the prices. This is also coverage on. Uh, you can do fat cattle also. It's available on swine. You can do and lamb was available. That is currently suspended uh, sales for that. I think they're trying to figure out the uh, pricing on the lambs. Um, hopefully, that's available sometime again in the future. And you have. How big and how small a contracts have you written for these people down to 25 head and up to... Yeah, I mean, I've had some guys that see the price and they say, geez, I want to do all my calves on that. And some guys are maybe just want to do a portion of them and try it out once and, yeah. and see how it works. We get used to the price going down in the fall, it seems like. And uh, and so it's one way to uh, for guys to sleep at night of knowing that you have some protection on the, on the price of these cattle instead of wait until fall and, like you said, wait until that sale day of some kind of disaster happening. Things that keep a banker up at night. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, any other questions you're typically asked when selling this to somebody the first time so that you can, we can maybe get our, our listeners to feel more comfortable looking into the product? Yeah, you know, um, 
it's uh, a lot of people, I hate to use the word insurance for it, but when you when you start talking through this, it's good. I mean, I encourage everybody to uh, to just Google it. it there's uh, um, the RMA's website has a fact sheet on it that's available. And what's that address? That- you can, you know, typically I just have people Google livestock risk protection, you know, with RMA, and, and you can, usually it's one of the first things that pop up on the USDA's website. You know, when the USDA is involved, it's it's a safe product. All these mm-hmm. insurance, crop insurance companies, it's all the same price between them all. When them, the coverage, when the prices come out, it, they're the ones who come out with the number. It's not an insurance company that yeah. says, oh, this is what we think they're worth. You know, So I'm not going to call and negotiate with you at four this afternoon <laughs> and get a better price. That, that's already nope. set by somebody else. Yep, that's all. That's all set by the government. And I, th- I think the reason they did this is that there, you know, there's plenty of people playing the Chicago border trade that that don't own cattle. You know, mm-hmm. and this is one way where they're taking actual cattle sales to represent what that final price is going to be. And if some now you say most crop insurance agents can sell this, so if you have an agent you work with, they're welcome to do that. But if somebody were to have questions of you, uh, what, what's your contact information, Will? Uh, yeah, you can give me a call anytime. My my phone number is 701-226-9275 or else an email at wjmeyer, that's M-E-Y-E-R, 01 at gmail. I'm trying to come up with other questions or concerns folks might have. Uh, you know, the, the volatility is part of our business, I guess, uh, but you can manage that volatility through forward sales, uh, and this is just one more option to do that. I, I know I sure like the, the thought process of maybe at least knowing there's a floor out there through fall uh, and we're still taking the the risks of weather and getting pounds on our calves through that time but this dang sure takes some of the the scariness out of that for sure does you know the the first year i i've looked into this it was 14 or 15 and and you had to come up with the money up front i didn't feel like doing it and that was the year when there was supposed to be a shortage of cattle and we were all kind of waiting for another rally for for fall and that market yeah and waited and and it never did happen and and this is one way that you know i always kick myself that i that i didn't learn it better and know about it you know more and i think that year it paid over 800 bucks on a on a steer calf per head so it means you for several years going forward yeah yeah for sure so it's uh you know the the way these market swings are anymore and right now we've been playing teeter-totter with corn market it seems like and and this spring i thought our run was kind of over but now corn has dropped down and and feeder cattle picked back up and and yeah so there's still some still some time to uh to ensure that you can get a decent price for a decent floor on your so how much price. time do I have if I'm a October 15th seller of my calves when do I have to have this what's my drop dead date um you mean as for how how long can I go until I make a decision to but to buy this product from um you know 13 weeks out you know as of last Friday the earliest contract was October 8th you know and the price for that was a buck 77 for 23 bucks ahead so that premium is a little bit more the further time you are out for 11 five and there are different coverage Coverage levels that uh, you know you can go if you want if you thought well that premium seems kind of high I want to spend $17 per head and you know the bottom on that would be a buck 73 so there are different coverage levels also you know November 3rd right now is that a is that a buck 80 a little more premium there at 31 bucks per head so it's it's pretty flexible in the amount of contracts that are offered per day and uh, but if I'm a October 15th seller I need to be making a decision sometime here in the next yeah, couple weeks yep. probably 
yeah to catch um, that window yeah for sure yeah that's the the shortest uh, one is 13 yeah. weeks out so. do you see and this is an unfair question do you see a lot of volatility week to week on that um you know it these prices come out and they're right off based off of what the uh, chicago board of trade is doing in so the feeder a real cattle, bad day so. on the board yeah and it and it the... and it won't be offered if there's a big swing so say that's mark limit up or limit down yeah. you know they wait till there's a steady market which is you know if it's up a buck or two that's still offered but if it's a limit move yeah usually it won't be offered and of course holidays and stuff like yeah. that when the board's not open you this isn't available so it is kind of you know the timing of it is a little tricky sometimes we're doing paperwork you know in the evening and and uh early morning and and uh that's probably the only the hardest part about it i guess but yeah it, it's like i said an improved product and it seems to be getting better and if you're looking to uh market your calves it's uh it's the time to at least protect the price of them. Any other things we can offer for advice for, for folks looking at doing this for the first time that we're missing out on? I don't think so. It's a it's pretty straightforward product. And it, uh, yeah, I, like I said, I encourage everybody to research it a little bit. And uh, yeah, just... Uh, and then if they do have questions again, your phone number. Yeah, my phone number again is 701-226-9275. And your email? Uh, WJ Meyer. M-E-Y-E-R-01 at Gmail. Well, Will, I much appreciate you coming back after my technical faux pas here last week. Uh, hopefully we did a good a job this time. As I don't think we could ever do a good a job as we did the first time. That, that was just <laughs> stellar, and nobody will ever know. Yeah. But, but thank you again for taking the time to come back. I appreciate it. And, and please, if you have questions of Will, reach out to him. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Pioneer Bank and Trust, members FDIC.